Well, when you're ready, I'm, we can do it. I'm ready. Sweet. Chris. All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you can't tell by my Luciness. wiggles. Your wiggles. <clears throat> Wiggle wiggles. Fruit salad. <laughs> yummy, <laughs> yummy. Fruit salad. Spaghetti. Yeah. Tummy. Yummy, yummy. Oh, yeah. We got it. Yummy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's your cold open. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we're back again. We're back. How are you doing, Corey? I'm doing well. <laughs> I would like to just start out like out the gate right now. I our listeners don't know this because they don't see our faces every week, but I see your face every week. Yeah, and you, and you see mine every week. And I yeah. love the fact that we are trading places in terms of hairstyle. Yes. Um. I now have the short hair and you now uh-huh. have the long hair like pulled up in like a clip or something. For those yeah. who don't know, um, I have extremely long hair. Um, I cut it off recently and it was uh, 16 inches. Um, and now I have very short hair. And Mr. Chris now uh, has his hair pulled up into a clip down to his neck. I'm just like, I, I just love that we've switched these places. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate that I'm not at the point yet where I can like pull it up and not look like a D bag. So I don't oh, that, like just that, that never goes away. It's just all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so I don't pull it up and like actually wear it, but yeah. especially whenever it's like, it's been, it comes in handy a lot with like stuff in the house. Like whenever we're doing, yeah physical stuff being able to just like pull it up and it stays in a place without having to like because even whenever it was shorter it was always like kind of flopping over to this side or doing this thing or whatever and it's like you know it's kind of nice being able to do that if nothing else um but yeah i um i don't pull it up in public yet Yet. One day. Keyword. One day. Yeah. Probably next month, just looking at the length. Like you got about <clears> another <throat> about another month before. Yeah. Yeah. Summer has been really rough with oh, it yeah. because it, it's oh, been yeah. it has made me just constantly moist. Just, oh, just almost nonstop. <laughs> just that's kind can't of stop, like, won't stop. That's one of the reasons I cut mine. There there's a, a couple <clears> of contributing <throat> factors, but that was one of them. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I am thankful for it. It was a good decision. <laughs> you you had very nice hair though. That was the that's had. the sad thing. It's a I mean had had <laughs> oh, previously. <okay. laughs> it was all of it was all of what you had extra on top of what you have now. Fair, fair, yeah. Yeah, it's being shipped off to be turned into a wig. So that's wonderful. Yeah. You did very good. Uh, I like to think so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Corey, um, I don't know. What's, what's been going on this week, Corey? Um, so we'll, we'll, we're not going to go into anything today because um, we're, we're doing a bonus on it. But I beat Elden Ring. Like, Very nice. Because we, well, we recorded late last week. Um, yep. And I got the next morning, took my dog to the vet, came back. Um, I had an issue with my work laptop. So I'm like, 
F it. I'm just taking the day off work. Turned on Elden Ring, beat it in about an hour. Um, But uh, yeah, so we'll get into that later. But yes, I have beaten it. Um, Tune in for our bonus for that. Outside of that, I have also started Cult of the Lamb, just like you. Yay! And um, the game is amazing. Um, I would like to point out, uh, because I've... I'm a good ways in um, to the game. We're going to kind of get into it here in a second. But um, this has been a really good year for gaming, like a really good year for gaming. Mm -hmm. I was uh, updating my game of the year list. Spoiler, I guess. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But uh, and I was like, I I was moving Elden Ring up, up the ladder. I'm like, okay, do I put Cult of the Lamb on here now? I'm like. Oh crap! What do I take off? Yeah, you know, yeah. there's been Elden Ring, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray. Um, there's Sifu. Uh, I mean, we have Pokemon Legends. There's now Cult yep. of the Lamb. Um, oh gosh, now to pull my list back up. Um, Citizen Sleeper. Um, yep. uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes, Triangle Strategy, Kirby. Um. There's just so many games, and there's a lot more to come, surprisingly. Yeah. So I'm just like, th- another Pokemon for there's no Pokemon multiverses, God of War, Ragnarok, Goku uh, in Fortnite. Hey, don't like that man. <laughs> I'm I'm not knocking it. <laughs> okay. it. It's a thing that exists that people are excited about. But it's just one of those things of like, I feel like. I mean, we're, I'm guilty of it, but some of you have been like, man, this has just been like a dry year for gaming. And I don't think that's the case. I think it's just everything has dropped in like six week windows. It's just like, here's everything, nothing. Here's everything, nothing. And now we're yeah. going to come up on the next here's everything. And I definitely think it, it depends on what, in what circles you're running. Because it, it definitely, like if you look at it from the case of, oh, well, let's say dry year for AAA titles, then, sure. yeah, I mean, because really, I mean, all we've seen is like Horizon Forbidden West. We've seen Elden Ring. If you want, I mean, I would count that as like a AAA game yep. by now, just in popularity. Yeah. But, I mean, you could reason that it's not as much. I don't know. Um, and then you'll have God of War. Yep. And you'll have like the big Call of Duty and you'll have stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, there's no... There's not like this, there's not a massive amount. Like even go back to what came out last year. So 2021 biggest games. Uh, what was there? There was uh, Ratchet and Clank. <clears throat> yep. Um, Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite. Hori- for Forza Horizon 5. Yes, yes. Uh, we had Resident Evil Village. Yep. We had... Did I say Halo Infinite? Uh, yes. Deathloop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't thought about that game in a while. I think that's also probably why it fell down our Game of the Year list, because just lightning in a bottle, and you kind of forgot about it as soon as it was over. Yeah, yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe you really could count good. that. That was really um, good. New Metroid game, Metroid Dread, yeah, which yeah. I don't know super counts, but it's there. Uh, Returnal, which was pretty big budget. Sony exclusive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's, I mean, COVID has kind of done a number on some of that stuff, but let's go back. Let's go back again. Hold on. 
you talk for a second. Okay, well, I'm going to talk Cult of the Lamb. That is a light topic we have, um, but I don't think I can contribute too much more than what you offered last week. I do appreciate its take on like religion and cult and like the idea of like what does an organized religion mean um, yep. and kind of like the place people have in that. Um, to be fair, it is deeply disturbing at times, uh, specifically when uh, I... Have, I was dying to a boss, but I had an ability where, oh, you can just sacrifice one of your cult members to give you power yep. and you can pick the fight back up. And I'm like, well, this guy has dissented against me. Um, I don't I haven't progressed far enough to like I don't have the resources to jail him yet. And my attempts to like reeducate him are not working. I'm just going to get rid of him yep. and continue this fight. And that's exactly what I did. I'm, afterwards, I'm like, you know, he, I had leveled him up. I had invested into him. And I just tossed him away because I would, didn't care to be inconvenienced. And I was like, oh, that hits home. But I've just been on the other side of that. But that's a conversation yeah. for another day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and, and it is like, yeah, I've definitely, my arc trajectory continues to kind of go like I think continue to shift because it is one of those things that shows just how like deep into something like that you can get to the point where Mm -hmm. you do just say kind of like screw everything I need to do what's best for me kind of thing because like very much at the beginning it was that kind of approach where it's like I gotta do I mean I need to do everything the right way Mm -hmm. I need I cannot let this stuff kind of fall through I need to like if there's an old person they're not, they can't, I got, I have to like ascend them. I need, I need to do that. It's the right thing. It's, you know, whatever. And it gets to a point eventually where it's like, I think the game intentionally makes it out where it's like, yeah, you can get kind of attached to some of these characters, but by and large, like the game means for you to see them as fodder, like to see them as like, the oil that's going into the machine and it's like over time yeah it does become that where it's like god i i need to i need to just like bounce off of all of these people i need to turn a couple of them into demons i need to sacrifice them here and there i need to like do whatever to lift myself up and give me that fighting chance and like and it is one of those things where eventually like you do just kind of like it at least to me kind of feels like, Oh, you stop, you stop caring about that purity of it. You get to the point where you're like, this is the goal. This is what I have to do. You guys are here for it. You agreed to be a part of this. So I'm just going to do what I need to do. It's for me, it's like, I'll get back to camp or cult or whatever you want to call it. And I see my devotion meter isn't like all the way up yet. And I see people lounge around. I'm like, yo, get back to work. Like you are not doing the job I need you to do for me. Like, why are you here? If you're not like working for me, you, you're supposed to be like chopping wood, get to it kind of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it puts me in a a situation where I'm just like, "Ah, you know, maybe am I the bad guy? I mean, I am 
the bad guy. I understand that, but I am but are now you the, the bad guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. And so it's one of those things where I've started to come back and be like, you know what? Let's just go clean up the poop. Let's make them some meals. And, you know, and then after they've eaten, okay, then I'll let them like get back to work, you know, but it's one of those things of just, it does make you reckon with it. Um, But I'm loving it so far. The roguelike, the game itself has no business being as good as it is at everything it's doing. In my opinion, the roguelike aspects of it, like combat isn't anything special, um, but it's just very satisfying and has a very like distinct like system in place. That's just like yeah. easy to like mow through. Um, along with that, it has like just a fun like puzzle element of like, okay, maybe I can search for a room, get a new tarot card, get a new ability or a new weapon and kind of go from there, um, which is always rewarding. And then coming into it has fishing. Very Stardew-esque fish. fishing. Um, and then you have your whole settlement and then settlement building and follower, like, leveling up. Everything about it is just done. I'm not going to say, like, 10 out of 10, but everything's, like, a 7 out of 10. Just, yeah. like, you didn't really, like, half-ass anything. And that just makes the game so much better. I'm really, really digging it. And I'm excited to see the end of it because I understand this is one of the games that just kind of does there is a distinct ending that is yep. like kind of it um so i'm pumped to see what that looks like um in a game of like this design yeah which i'm i've been the only thing that has started to kind of like sap away from me a little bit over time has been the combat i think it is like it's a little i don't know there maybe I'm just having some trouble with it. I don't know, but it, it does feel a little like I'm, I feel like I'm getting hit more than I should. Yeah. I feel, (laughs) I feel like I'm, I feel like it's not quite as precise as it should be, or that I feel like it is. And maybe I'm just bad at it. Um, but there's a part of me that's like, I'm playing it and I'm like, I'm dying way too much. I feel like I shouldn't be having this much trouble, but I'm having a lot of trouble (laughs) and I don't know why. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's been the only thing with me uh, about it. But yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, you're catching up to me pretty well. I'm in the third area. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It very much is like it, has i think it has a very interesting arc to it just in like whenever you're thinking about like your own relationship to religion and to all Mm -hmm. these kind of things like i think it does really kind of set a lot of things in there that are like you know not a lot of games really do like it's interesting that it has that kind of like take on some things so yeah um in addition this week kind of changed gears a little bit um, I did play a trial for the my PlayStation like subscription I have, the Roller Dome uh-huh. that came out. Oh yeah, um, Roller Drum. Yeah, Roller Drum, sorry. Um I don't know if it's the game for me, but it's surprisingly a lot of fun. Uh it's Tony Hawk's like pro skater meet. Um but you have guns, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I will say I was a bit annoyed by the trial because I downloaded it and it's like, oh, you have an hour of play. And so I yeah. went and wrapped up what I was doing on um, Cult of the Lamb, came back and said, like, oh, you have 35 minutes to play. I'm like, I haven't played it. What do you mean? <laughs> 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 what? 
Um, so I played 35 minutes. So I got through a couple levels and yeah, it's very fun. You're skating around, you're doing tricks, your tricks, like reload your weapons. I got a new weapon by the time I wrapped up, but I only had like double pistols. But it's essentially like you can go grind on rails, like do flips, like uh, grab spins, all of that. And, but in the middle of that, you can like, it auto locks for you as long as you're pointing to an enemy. And yep. so I will be like up in the air grabbing like one of my skates, like doing a, a big like 360 turn and just like you can slow down time and you just like shoot down three enemies all at once. Yep. And it's actually extremely satisfying to pull off. Um, I'm like, whoa, that was sick. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if I will pick it up, but I definitely had enough fun with it where I'm like, let me think about it. So yeah, if yeah. you do have that service, I would recommend checking out the trial. Um, it definitely takes a little bit to kind of understand like exactly how it all works. Cause there is like a score system to it. And I scored fairly low on like the two or three arenas I did. And I'm just like, okay. I feel like I did okay, but I guess I did skate around a ton and it's meant to, I think kind of be played through like several times and like get arenas because enemies like spawn at certain spots after like you take them down is like you take down a wave. They spawn at certain spots that you take down that wave and so on and so forth. And it progressively gets harder through the arena. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is a lot of fun. Um, and it's like when you pull something off that you didn't really intend to pull off, you're like, wait, that's cool. Um, yeah. 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 Very nice. I love it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, heard really good things but i haven't picked it up mainly because i'm not sure if it's the thing for me um i mean i like the elements of those things mm. <clears throat> but like you know i played ali ali world earlier yeah. this year and i didn't play like a ton a ton of it mainly because I, it was like i was having fun with it but it didn't like it didn't hook me the way that I thought it might. And I feel like it's kind of the way with roller drum where I'm looking at the stuff. I'm like, Oh, this looks really neat. But I'm like, realistically, like, is it, is this gonna like, is it going to hook me or am I just going to kind of like enjoy it a little bit? Um, so I don't know. I, I might end up picking it up sometime soon, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I try the trial. I would say tr- try the trial and see if you like it, but be sure you have an hour. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. I'm pretty peeped by that. Um, yeah, so. it's it's a it's a bad way of being. Um, before we move on, uh, just to further my research. I mean, granted, we're going wow. back a couple of years, but yeah. Okay. Um, 2018 big blockbuster games, Corey. 2018 was a big year. Yeah, God of War, Red Dead Two, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Fighters, yep. Detroit Become Human, Far Cry Five. Is that Detroit Become Human? Twenty eighteen. Apparently. Wow. Yeah. Twenty. Black Ops Four, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. 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 Was there? Yeah. Forza Horizon Four. So okay. yeah, wow. it was. It was a lot it was of a big year. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not the, I mean, mainly it's like a, it's a COVID thing at this point. Like the last couple of years, like there are plenty of really wonderful games that have come out over the last couple of years, but that's, I mean, that's the big reason why like big AAA games have 
kind of slowed or that some of that's starting to thin out a little bit is just because like it's difficult whenever you have a game that requires 500 people to make it to like keep that on track when you're in the midst of a pandemic and all these other things. Yeah. Well, a lot of those games are also the peak of the current console. Well, not current, the previous console generation. Now it feels everything's being made for the new ones and all those games are going to come out in 23, 24. Um, that's the vibe that's being given off. Um, another triple A game that I am now waning on because the more I see about it, the worse I'm like, the worse it gets for me. Uh, did uh-huh. you see like the 10 minute like clip of Forspoken that dropped? I heard no, no, I didn't. Um, okay. I've heard about it. I think the more I see about it, it like the worse I'm like, the worse it looks. I'm just like, <laughs> like you had my interest like big time early on. And now you're showing me a ton of stuff. And some of it, it's very cool. Don't get me wrong, but the majority of it, I'm just like, this doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I heard about it that at least was like a positive thing. I mean, I don't know. I've, I have been like not super excited about Forspoken kind of from the start just because like it, it, it seemed like one of those things where I was like, okay, the action could be really cool, but the voice acting and the narrative and stuff, I was like, am I going to really get into this at all? I don't know. And so I was kind of waiting to see what that would look like. And yeah, I mean, trailers have kind of shown that that's kind of the case is that, you know, it's, the story and the characters and stuff might be a little like cringy. Um, but the thing that like, I'm, I pulled it up just to kind of like get an idea of what I was looking at. But the thing that I did hear that was like a positive about this, that people were saying is that the combat like combo system seemed really cool. That does look, um, where it was like like one saving grace it has, I think. Yeah, where people were talking about like your spells genuinely like comboing together Mm -hmm. and doing really interesting stuff. And you're really like strategically planning it. You're not just like, oh, this is my biggest water spell and this is my biggest lightning spell. And this is my like, I'm just throwing out random stuff. It's like, no, you want to throw out your big water ball and then you want to shoot your wind arrow and pop it. And then it's going to do this thing. And then like, you know, whatever kind of combination of stuff it is and so like that kind of stuff like and also i mean it has like a grading system similar to Mm. like devil may cry and like i mean if it really leans in on the combat in like a rewarding way and it's not just this mindless kind of stuff and it's like hey look at all these particles and we can do all this kind of stuff like if it's actually like it's rewarding in a strategic way or something i could be into it regardless Mm -hmm. um even if it's like even if I do have to mute the voices or, you know, whatever. Um, so I don't know. I'm honestly like, cause I'm on the other side where like, at least the stuff that I read about the 10 minute gameplay trailer made me more interested in it than I have been <laughs> so far. It was the facial animation seems so odd. The voice acting is just not there. The city that they showed him like looks like, cool but also looks yep. a little bland the one thing is like traversal and combat 
Because specifically with that that combo you were talking about, because they were showing it off, like she rams a dude into the group and then like teleports around them and throws up the watery sphere and then pops and then they all fall. And I'm just like, that's sick. There's also tons of times where it's just her, you throwing like balls of fire over and over again, um, it seems. But still, I do think that will be the one thing it has going for it. Um, Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, who knows? I'm, I'm interested to see like February. Yeah. It's got a little bit of time on it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what the reception is. Um, speaking of, I mean, we like, I'll, uh, yeah, I was, I was planning on having some experience with saints row this week. Um, but the, the reception of it has not been super great. It is not. And so I kind of rethought that. You're like, you <laughs> um, know, maybe, maybe the critics are right. <laughs> well, so it was really confusing. Um, let, let me say this on the top end. Like we're, we're going to talk about some Gamescom stuff and then mm-hmm. we actually have a topic on the back end yeah. um, that we'll get into. But um, yeah, for, for a moment, um, I, yeah, whenever Saints Row stuff like it was very confusing because it was like this outlet is giving it like a six and this outlet's giving it like a nine and this Mm -hmm. outlet's giving it like, you know, we recommend this like it's in our, you know, games of the year kind of recommended list. And this is like it's a mess and it's a terrible. And I was like, like it was all over the place. Yeah. But enough of the like review, like specific reviewer people. Um, that like I kind of vibe with enough of them were like, yeah, this is kind of disappointing and I wouldn't like recommend it to most people that I was like, okay, I like, I will probably try and pick it up at some point, but it's not going to be right now. Um, which was, I mean, it was disappointing, but I mean like that was kind of the, the, the notion about it was, it was like, well, this, it just feels like feels very antiquated. It feels like nothing's really mm-hmm. like new and it just doesn't really feel, I don't know. It, a lot of people just feeling even aside from like bugs or anything like that, just like it feels like not really worth your time, which is sad. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not like I'm married to the saints row series, but I enjoyed the ones in the past and was kind of looking forward to this one. So, you know, Oh, well, I'm sorry, but, my dude, that stinks. Yeah. Is what it is, but oh. saved me a, saved me a little bit of money, and you know, thirty we're all happy on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, Corey, this week uh, was Gamescom. Um, we're recording this on a Thursday, um. So Gamescom, I guess, announcements and stuff could still kind of be coming along, but mm, um, sort of. Yeah, I mean, if if not Gamescom specifically, then like adjacent kind of announcements. Um, but yeah, big gaming convention out of Germany, some stuff's kind of popped up. Um, the Forspoken trailer, that kind of stuff was related to that. Corey, Mm -hmm. did you see anything else that you were like super into? Um, something that, that caught my attention. Um, I think it's life of P or is it lies of P? Um, the life, the life of P is high. Um, forgive my, my doggo real quick. He is in a 
a mood. I think our male ladies just come by his so mortal enemy. Um, but uh, yeah, Life of P. I guess Pinocchio is public domain, um, or they've gotten the rights to it. But it is a steampunked, um, I guess, m- creation of what happens post Pinocchio. It seems, uh, yeah. Or, and you will be playing as Pinocchio, the boy made real. As it seems like you hunt, you're hunting your father. Is the what the trailer is given off, I guess, uh-huh. um, to where you can model like your arm to be, to be like either a hammer or like a sword and, or a, some sort of like cane, uh, combo. Looks like there's spells like pulled into this as well. It seems as if the world itself is very aware of what's happened too. Um, and that you are somewhat famous is what I've gathered from the trailer. Um, I mean, you are the boy made real, um, but altogether it, it looked a mix of like dark souls with devil may cry and, um, not bloodborne energy, but like bloodborne, like, like atmosphere, um, at times, very dark, very, very dark, very gritty. Um, yeah. Whereas like. And and also very kind of like different Victorian, like Bloodborne leans into the very like bloody horrors of the Industrial Revolution age yeah. and Life of Peace seems very much more on the like the steampunky side, yeah. the mechanical and the factories mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's definitely like same era and same sort of vibe. Um, but yeah, I looked it up. Apparently the Pinocchio character has been public domain since 1940. Wow. Yeah. More, you know, so yeah, different works like, you know, visual depictions of Pinocchio, like from Disney movies are copyright, but the character itself has been a public domain for 87 years. Wow. Look at that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was probably the big thing that uh, captured my attention. Uh, it looks fun. It's like something I want to see definitely more about um, and kind of see essentially like what's going to come of it. But yeah, uh, anything catch your attention? Um, Sorry, I'm chewing. I wasn't good. planning on you asking me a question. My bad, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, Life of P was a big one. Um, also, like, I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, glued to the television watching some of this, but I think one of, the, like, the sh- the more shocking-ish things was the fact that Dead Island 2 was coming out. Oh, yeah, um, I did see that. Which is, like, I don't know, it feels so strange <laughs> that given the fact that, like, I played a lot of Dead Island 1 back in college and that feels like an eternity ago. And the idea that like Dead Island 2 is coming out, especially whenever we have Dying Light and we have like the world is kind of feels like it's moved on from Dead Island. Like there's mm-hmm. not the need for Dead Island 2 because like the Dead Island follow up has kind of like taken up the reins and not like it it just seems like a strange thing, but it's coming out. And it also apparently is like, I think like takes place 
right after Dead Island. Like, I mean, it's continuing the story and is very much in that same vein. And like, it just, it seems like such a strange thing. And it's also another, like, it's continues to kind of be weird to me that like, we're still in a zombie mode. Like we're still just like, I think zombie stories can be cool, but like we've been doing zombie stories for like, 15 20 years pretty hard and like I mean, we're still doing it <laughs> i think it's just been a thing since like what the 70s now the 80s it just hasn't stopped. yeah i mean it's a timeless yeah like, i mean genre for a reason it's it's yeah above average always generally but it'd be one thing i feel like if like it's not like we're seeing that with even like vampires because like vampires i mean you have your twilight yeah. and you'll have your occasional like dracula but like in games too, I mean, aside from, cause we have the, what is it like Redfall or whatever, where it's like the, yeah. Um, from the arcane mm-hmm. studio that's supposed to be like vampires in the Massachusetts yeah. town and like, but beyond like in, then you have like the vampire game and stuff, but like the extent to which like that kind of mythology is being mm-hmm. brought into like just zombie kind of mythology. I don't know why it continues to be this kind of like thing, you know, where it's just, it's, it seems like it, it is, it's a thing where it's like dead Island two had it come out five, 10 years ago, I think would have still felt like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe we're kind of like past this point of zombies. Like maybe I'm kind of done with it, but now it's coming out yeah. many, many years after it was supposed to, and is basically acting like, Oh no, we're still really into zombies. Right. And like, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm poo pooing on it. No, I don't, I don't like, think you I are. would play. I, <laughs> I, I think I would play like, I just so. think, sorry. I think zombies are just an easy enemy for developers to make it doesn't require a ton of like uh conscious thought on the user's end of like, Oh, am I like, there isn't like a whole like recourse of like, you know, killing a vampire. It's like, was well, this a good vampire? This was a person where they forced to be vampires. Like this is an undead zombie that wants to eat my face. Let me blow its head off. Yeah. And I think it's just like an easy thing for developers to like work with. Um, Cause you have, I mean, the last of us where it's like a different, like, it is like insect based zombies, but then there's also, you know, the left for dead, dead Island, all this whatnot, where it's just your prototypical, like almost world war Z like zombies. And then there's yeah. also, um, Oh, what was it that came out? Um, uh, Oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, Pacific Northwest. You have a motorcycle. Um, oh, days gone. Days gone. The freakers. Where, yeah, freakers. Yeah. Where they're like in giant hordes. It's it's an easy thing yeah. for developers to like work a story around because it's just like yeah. a very generic like enemy that you can kind of tweak here and there, um, and make decent gameplay uh, out of. So I think it's just a well, and I think it easy an easy route. Yeah, and I think it has the. I mean, it's a couple of different things like from a storytelling perspective, like it's something where we're not in like the happiest period right now. And so like, I mean, you know, they are the core kind of (laughs) when they're the core baddie of like the world's over, like how do we kind of incorporate this 
kind yep. of like mindless enemy into this world. And like, yeah. And that's the thing is like people continue to tell post apocalyptic stories. So you have a lot of that too. Um, and yeah, and I imagine that some of it is there is a power fantasy model to it as well, where it's like, you know, vampires, even like mindless feral vampires still are like turning into mist and they mm. have all these acrobatics and they're doing all this stuff. Like with zombies, it's kind of like, Hey, you want to go out? Like the marketing on it is like, Hey, do you want to go out and you want to just mow down hordes of zombies or, Hey, do you want to like run down a hallway and get your ass just like chewed by some feral <laughs> vampire? Like, you know, like it's a, yes. it's a different kind of thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's something to it and you're not wrong. Um, it's just, it's, it's a strange thing. It's a weird thing to see that. And it's also a weird thing just to see so much of it. Cause I mean, like dead Island, Dying Light 2 came out this year. We're going to have Callisto Protocol, which is space oh, zombies. Yeah. We're going to have a Dead Space reboot, which is more space zombies. You know, Resident Evil. Also, I mean, Resident Evil, to be fair, they just, like, they're their thing. They've been doing it forever. They're not, I mean, they're just keeping the train going, but there's more Resident Evil coming. There's more, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's strange. It makes me makes me kind of excited for something like Redfall, because I'm like, okay, yeah, bring me some vampires. Well, do I also, something. I think like, the idea of like vampires and like werewolves and mythology is like there's never been a ton of them and they're always extremely powerful. And so maybe it's also like it feels wrong to like, oh, now vampires are like the horde that you fight. But I mean, there's like vampire spawn yeah. technically, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want a game with a bunch of like franken daddies just big chunky yeah, franken daddies chunky men just like running around <laughs> well, just, the ultimate game is that you make them and yeah yeah mm. you get like a baby arm and then like a the other hand is yep. like a saw blade yeah something like that honestly i'd be into it like you build your own little like frankenstein army it's like all right we're taking over this village and now we're going to take the city Oh, now we have an empire and now we're waging war against another empire. And it's just, yeah, I have, this is, is this the next like civilizations game here? But it's just, I would like it. Yeah. Frankenstein. And then just Dr. Frankenstein is the, is the leader yeah. <laughs> of the group. But like yeah. It. Did you see anything else that was like super, uh, it, super into um, so there is Dune Awakening that's coming um, as a, I, I did I say a, that a Dune fan, I would consider myself. Um, mm-hmm. It is a, I'm a bit perplexed by the idea of the game. It is a MMO survival game. Uh, and I don't yes. quite understand. I mean, I do understand because living on Arrakis or AKA Dune um, is uh-huh. a very inhospitable place. So I can see how it would be survival, but uh, I don't quite get the approach that they're taking with the MMO style of it. Uh, yeah. Cause there's not, and it a- could be like, it, it could be that the MMO part is less like they could just be using the language mm. to like kind of say that it's like a big, multiplayer kind of experience and stuff kind of like something like Valheim where it's like um I mean granted Valheim's like not a ton a ton of people running around but it is this like multiplayer survival you know big open world game so maybe it's kind of like that thing and it's easier to 
it's easier to market it as like open Maybe. world survival MMO than yeah. Well, I'm also but. wondering like, is this like uh open world MMO survival like Stardew, but on Arrakis and we have each have our own sieges where it's like this is oh, yeah. like your farm, quote unquote, and like you can trade resources with others. Or is this like full like survival kind of a thing? I don't know. It has my interest yeah. peaked. I need to see like what is the gameplay of it outside of like broad mindless yeah. words. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I am I'm, I'm a sucker for anything Dune. Um Yep. Yeah. Got anything else that kind of poked your eye? Yeah. Um couple of things that I'm like not super Again, I have I've kind of been playing catch up, trying to like keep up with some of the news. A um, couple of things that stood out to me: um, the the Lords of the Fallen. Um, that kind of good. interesting to see that come back. Um, did you ever play Lords of the Fallen? No, the original. Okay, so is this like yeah. I'm, I don't know anything about it? I just watched the cinematic trailer and I'm like, that's my alley. I'm in. Um, yeah. Is this? Lo- trying to think is this like dark souls is this more like a divinity sin or more like darkest dungeon like what what is this gonna what's the original like so i never played the original i do have it like i think it was a ps plus like freebie okay at some point um so i have it and i'm actually kind of tempted now like hey might as well go in but it was like the reviews on it were kind of mixed. Like I think it got solid like seven, seven fives kind of in that range. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the big thing at the time was it was like, it was a dark souls, like ripoff. Like it was hardcore. Like it was leaning into dark souls. Um, and it was like one of the, cause I mean, it came out in 2014. So it was like, I mean, this was like way back when, cause I mean, at that point, what did we, we had demon souls, dark souls and dark souls Two. Like there wasn't, there yes. wasn't this pedigree of all these other games. Um, yeah. Um, so it was very like, I think it was a little bit more like you were a little bit more mobile. Um, but I think the world like was blander and the combat wasn't as good. And so like, I would imagine if I were to guess it's going to be in that same frame where mm-hmm. it's going to be like a souls like, um, I mean, I feel like it's probably going to be like better. Maybe. I don't you know. Like, like I, so. I mean, after all that time to kind of like refine it and stuff, but, um, but yeah, that's, that is what I'm thinking it's going to be. Okay. Um, which I'm, you know, I mean, I, for better or worse, I am into souls like games. Yes, you are. So they just, they got me. I'll, I'll do it. And you also got me. I will probably play the original Lords of Fallen that oh, I've wow. had on I, my, I, I my PlayStation will. for years. I know you will. <laughs> I know who you are. And I'll probably be disappointed in it, but you know just what? We're bit. just gonna do it. Yeah. Just um, but yeah, a couple other couple of things. What else was there? There was um, new PS5 Gotham controller. Knights looks good. Yeah, the new PS5 controller looks dope. Um, I'm very excited about the new PS5 controller oh, yeah. because I'll be buying like, it. I have, yeah, I've been, it's one of the things that like really frustrates me with Nintendo and with Sony is that like 
Microsoft goes so hard mm-hmm. on new mm-hmm. controllers. They, I mean, they make plenty of their own, but then they have their color lab to let you make your own first party. Mm -hmm. Like it's all this kind of stuff. And it's like with PlayStation and Nintendo, like Nintendo comes out with like every once in a while, they'll come out with a special edition that has like different colored grips or like, you know, and PlayStation might come out with a new couple of controller colors, but like, which I mean, they've been doing better in the PS5 than they ever did in the PS4. Because in the PS4, it was like, oh, a couple of years later, now we're coming out with a white controller, and now it's a camo controller, and now yeah. it's like, you know. But at the tail end, they released a ton of colors, and then yeah, by then PS5 it was coming out. Yeah, and so the neat thing is, I mean, it's an elite style controller so it has like the back paddles and you can switch out like thumbsticks and do all that kind of stuff um which to some degree is kind of excessive but like that's i mean i've been excited about like it's one of the things like if i were to get an xbox i'd probably get an xbox elite controller at some point just Mm -hmm. because like those are super neat Mm -hmm. you know the customization on that kind of stuff's really kind of cool um so yeah i'm i'm into the fact that they're doing some of that stuff i think it's neat um but yeah, uh, the Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's not like we haven't seen stuff on Gotham Knights, no. but continues to look good. It does. I'm excited for it. And it got bumped up. It did. A couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is kind of neat. Um, a couple other things that I don't really know a lot about, but seem kind of interesting. Uh, Moonbreaker uh, by people what made Subnautica they're partnering with Brandon Sanderson the fantasy author to make a turn-based strategy tabletop tactics game with roguelike stylings yes Brandon Sanderson writer of some of the the Wheel of Time books and also many other things Uh, yeah he does Mistborn if I'm not mistaken Mistborn and um, one of his more interesting it's not like I've read all of Brandon Sanderson books, but if you ever um, read the Rhythmatist, I think that's a pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the Rhythmatist is like it does like chalk drawing magic, and you know, it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it looks like I don't. It's difficult to like parse completely, but it looks like a game, like a tabletop RPG, kind of built out. Like I, I don't know. I'm. I'm going to be really into that. I feel like just from the, the words yeah. that are put on, like just text. hearing about it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to be really into this if it's even like kind of good. So, um, but yeah, there's that there was a game called phantom hellcat, which looks kind of like double may cry near automata, um, ish. And then there were other things that were, I mean, cool. Maybe yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of it again gives off the vibe of like, oh, this isn't coming out. Like, it's coming out soonish, but it's also going to be a while. And yeah. it's more. A lot of it was also just like a little bit more info and stuff that like we already knew about. Um, yes, but uh, overall, I think it was a good showcase. Xbox is doing another one. Um, I saw, I don't know exactly when they're doing it, but here in the next like, couple of days they are. Um, so I'm sure that will be enlightening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Corey, uh, Gamescom, cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, totally forgot it was happening, but cool stuff. Same. All of a sudden <laughs> kind of neat. Um, 
But yeah, Corey, let's uh, let's talk about some. Uh, well, I guess the the reason it came about, um, Cult of the Lamb being there's like this whole. I don't know. It's a, it's a very interesting mashup of multiple like different genres mm-hmm. and things like having this, it's a roguelike. It has like Hades like combat, but it's also kind of like a town builder and it's also animal crossing Simsy style of things. Yep. Like, you know, kind of got us talking about like, okay, genre mashup games. What are some other games that have done this? Interestingly, if, you know, if not well, at least are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> because of it. Um, you know, it's and so like, you know, we wanted to talk a talk a little bit about that because there is some cool stuff that you honestly probably don't think about right on the surface. Um Corey, yeah. What uh what comes to mind? What's a good what's a good genre matchup game? Um so this one came to mind instantly and I'm Curious to see if it came to mind for you instantly as well. Uh, Nino Kuni 2 um, came to mind for this. And we might as yep. well just be a Nino Kuni podcast at this point with how much we do talk about it. I love it. Uh, but Nino Kuni 2 is a JRPG. It is also a town builder. Um, and yep. it is also a, what would it be called? Like an RTS um, with its. Uh, it does have some RTS stuff. Um, and so essentially like full JRPG storyline, um, where you are a young King trying to reclaim your kingdom. Um, and in doing so you kind of spoilers built a new kingdom and there's a gigantic like kingdom building aspect to this where you build forges, you build like, um, a temple, you build a black, uh, well, I said forges, you build like a farm item shops so on and so forth and like you upgrade them and do quests for like the people that you pull into your town uh, you have to recruit yep. people to join your town then also across the map is like these rts style fights where it is like um you are going up again you have like swords you have bows and i think it's like axes or something like that and you're essentially rock paper scissoring it across like these small um little battlefields um to try yep. to uh, I think they're, they're, if I remember right, they're called skirmishes. Um, Your guess is better than mine. It's been years. It's something along those lines. <laughs> um, but, and also in that, there is your um, little Pikmin, like discovery and like build up of those yep. as well. Um, and so it's all these three different genres pulled into a game. And I think they, it does them all extremely, extremely well. The game itself is uh-huh. amazing. I was obsessed with the town building and I, I think the skirmishes was probably the worst part of it, but I think it was done so well. Um, I think at my time we just split between the other twos more, but I read plenty of people love just doing those because it's, they're short. Not easy, but like they're, they're very time manageable to kind of work your way through. And like, it's a simple complex to like understand. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, Nino Kuni 2 initially kind of popped into mind and I kind of wrote it off largely because I forgot completely about the RTS stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that's a really, I think it's a really good pick because yeah, it does have like very I mean, it's very core. It's not just like a side thing. It is very core to the story, all of those mm-hmm. pieces of things. And so it, it very much is a thing where it's like you are hack, half 
having to actively engage in like real time JRPG combat and also this RTS stuff and also this other like so yeah it's I know I think you I think you did a really good job Corey very thank nice. you thank you clap uh, clap clap and Loved. speaking on that is it, the better of the two Nino Kuni uh, games what and, um, what I think uh, if you are, do I need to play Nino Kuni one again. And See, talk about it again on this podcast, you, Corey. You are more than welcome to. Um, no one's stopping you. Uh, but no, seriously, it is a great game. If you haven't played it, JRPG-wise, it's a very different game than the first one. But go check it out. Yeah. It is a lot, a lot of fun. Um, it is. Near and dear to my heart. Very nice, Corey. Um, in a, not in a similar vein, but I won't dig into this too much because we've talked about it recently, but um, I think Live Alive is a good one to mention just oh, because okay. like it is, it is legitimately oh, well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's a JRPG on the surface. And then at the same time, it is a like s- stealth uh, game. It is a like horror narrative game. It is a like fighting game it is a number like the only part in the game so like there have only been a couple of chapters and at the end with the last couple of chapters that feel like actual jrpgs everything else feels like very distinct separate stories um so yeah very interesting um but also along the same veins uh persona i would say oh yeah um is very like it is you know i mean it does it's like it does its normal jrpg stuff very well Mm -hmm. um but i think without all of the other like you're managing your time you're managing relationships it almost has like a dating sim kind of aspect to it like if it didn't have that kind of stuff i think it would just it would potentially just kind of fall under the radar i think the fact that it like melds that stuff so well um makes it like oh no it sticks out as being like a really top tier experience um so yeah i would uh couple of lot of lot of jrpg love right on the top and mm-hmm. look at them look at look at look, look at, at these guys who would have thought um yeah. i have another one and i think it's a game that just doesn't get talked about enough and when it, it, it's always bringing up everyone's like oh yeah that's good and then they kind of just move on uh death stranding um okay is a mashup of i mean we have third person shooter we have um you are a delivery man um we have this like apocalyptic horror um i time travel um what else uh i mean just like psychological questions um you did i already say (laughs) road builder um road builder I just, I'm sorry. I like the implication that psychological questions is just a genre of game. I mean, technically it could be, um, but no, I mean, death stranding is a game where there are so much different things happening. It's okay. Like your first and foremost thing is that you are literally uh, the UPS man. You are taking packages from one place to another, but then it's also, well, how do I structure like to be the most efficient way I can do this. I can stack X amount on my back, my shoulders, my legs. Okay. Now I'm going to have a couple of carts behind me. I'm going to have this bot also with me as well. Who's going to carry a bunch of stuff. Like how do I manage this the best I yep. can? And then it's, well, I can actually get on a bike, take these like six packages here, take a bigger 
truck from the place I'm going to this spot, unload all of that, and then do a small little hike down. And so you're essentially like planning and puzzling things out. Oh, but I'm going to go across in here. So I definitely, I'm going to go across mule territory. So which means I have to bring a gun because I'm going to be fighting or I can take a pacifist route and uh, bring essentially, uh, what is this, like a tripwire or something where you're like, you just bind them and leave them kind of a thing. Uh And it is a game that I think brings in so many different elements because also along the way it's, well, I'm going to go back this way. So I'm going to build a ladder so I can get back up this little mountainside and drop a rope as well so I can slide down quickly next time I come through and climb up quickly the next time I come through. And also anyone that is in my same like network of area also has access to these things as well. And so you have like a MMO esque like world building style of like, I'm building roads for people to drive on. I'm leaving like equipment for people to use to make their life easier and my life easier. And I think it is a wonderful blend of multiple genres, like pulled in to almost create its own new genre, which is kind of what Hideo Kojima was like aiming for. Um, yeah, the strand games strand games and yeah. i think it's phenomenal i think about it so much and i'm like i just need to replay this game um and really i just need to go and i kind of just want to go get to chapter three and just play it for like 10 15 hours just being mm-hmm. a postman and then set it down because i don't care to get into like the late game of like killing flying whales um mainly <laughs> because it's just <laughs> Not hard, just frustrating. <laughs> Not hard to kill those whales. I still haven't played it, so I. Need, so you're like you to, have no you have no clue what I'm talking about. I have no clue. You're like flying um, whales. Oh, just wait. Good God, <laughs> just wait. I was I, I was already pulled up on how long to beat just to oh, look at a something else. Oh, it's game. Good God, it's so long. Yeah, Jesus. it is. It is ridiculously long. It has no business being that long it says the director's cut is slightly shorter <laughs> but good it's yeah it's not by much <laughs> i mean what do you mean you haven't played you, you don't want to drink monster energy drinks in your base uh i i want it i uh it's worth it, the play it, i i know i need to play it at some point but it also kind of like continues this through line for me where like Cause I have never played a Hideo Kojima game. I've never played a metal gear solid, never played death stranding. And it's like, I am fascinated by these games to no end, but I don't know that I will ever actually play one. So that's where I said with death stranding. Um, I'll probably play it at some point. I don't know. Not right now, I guess. Um, no, but, but you yeah, um, yeah, I should at some point. Um, it's like the Witcher 3 came? That's what that is. Yeah, I got really into the Witcher 3. It took a while. but That's what Death Stranding is going to be. Maybe. I don't know. Does it have Gwent? If it doesn't have Gwent. No. I don't want Well, that's an it. argument there for genre mashups. Witcher 3 and Gwent. Honestly, I did kind of think about it because I was like, well, I mean, it's not like The Witcher 3 has a bunch of other stuff, but Gwent is such a fleshed out part of that. Like, I mean, it's kind of similar to game. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of I mean, it's similar. Did you ever play Final Fantasy 10? 10? No, 10 is one of the ones I have not played. 
so Final Fantasy X, it's kind of like in a similar vein. Final Fantasy X has this whole sub game of Blitzball in it where it's like, is that what you play? Um, no, you don't do that in Toppy Kingdom Hearts. You play like volleyball or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't play Blitzball, okay. but like Titus and Waka are in there and I think they have like a Blitzball or something. Okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, so there's, I think in Final Fantasy X, there's only like one forced game of Blitzball that you have to play. Okay. And it's clunky and it's kind of a mess, but you have to do it as part of the story and then you move on. But when I remember at some point, a buddy of mine, like he and I got really into the Blitzball side of it. And the Blitzball side of it is not like really great, but it's very deep. Okay. Like you can go and you can like you can draft new teammates. Okay. You can like adjust their pay and do these things. Like, I mean, you're managing an actual like team and they'll leave and they'll go over here and you're managing their stats and you're doing like on my PS2 save file of Final Fantasy 10, I have like 80 hours and 40 of those are just blitz (laughs) management. It's the same kind of thing. Like it is such a, it was such a fleshed out, like big thing in a similar way to Gwen where it's like, this is, I mean, this is like, this is deep. This is a game in and of itself. Um, so no, I did think about it. Uh, don't, don't think I didn't. Well, that, that sparks me thinking uh, Yakuza like a dragon as if we haven't talked enough about that game as well. Yeah. And it's business aspect is like you're hiring people, managing their salaries, managing what properties you own, flipping them, yep. managing what you're selling, doing board meetings, uh, X, Y, Z. And that is like insanely in depth of my, I think, 93 hours on like a dragon, probably 25 is um, running that business. Yeah. Um, So Yakuza was probably the big one on my thing. Just I mean, because of that, because the games at their core are such a genre mashup of so many different things Um, because it's like. I mean, yeah, like like a dragon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has, you know, you have JRPG turn-based combat, and it's like a like story-wise, it's effectively like a soap opera. And then you have like your you have your side mini games and mm-hmm. stuff like that that you can do. But then you also have um, the dragon cart racer oh, yeah. mode. You have the Ichiban Holdings, so yep. you can do you know all of that kind of business management stuff. Um, but I mean. It's like it is a constant in all of the games because like Yakuza 0, I mean, it has um, because in Yakuza 0, you play as Kiryu Mm -hmm. and Majima at, you know, kind of going back and forth. And Kiryu has a big like real estate um, kind of side activity and Majima manages like a cabaret club and you're like, you know, managing these like waitresses and you're doing like you're trying to do all this kind of like it's pretty like again like kind of big beefy side stories where you're trying to like run the city and you know grow these businesses and do these things um but like the big one that came to mind for me was the most recent one that i played which was lost judgment which is i mean yeah yakuza in all but name yeah um but i mean because the judgment games, they play like the old Yakuza games where they're still like beat em ups. You're still playing them that way. Um, and 
uh, God, I can't remember his name. Um, Yagami, um, in judgment, he is a detective. So there's like detective stuff. There's tailing activities. Um, they're like kind of like almost like Batman, like clue discovery activities. Um, so there's the typical kind of fair like that, but like lost judgment had this whole side arc called school stories where it was like, cause the whole, like a big part of the main game is like, you're kind of, you get drawn to this high school to, as part of your central mystery and it kind of feeds into what's going on. And so you kind of get locked in there and you, for whatever reason, kind of become like the head of this mystery club at the school, like at this school. And you start trying to like track down, I think his, I think he was called like the professor who's like causing all of these kids, all this amount of trouble. And so you go through these things and it's like, there are all of these, every single one of these school stories is a different game. Basically there's a dance club, which we're, which you're doing like dance, dance revolution style okay. <laughs> activities. There is a, um, there's a boxing club where you're doing like, fight night style over the shoulder boxing matches and you're leveling up stats and you're right. learning new combos and you're doing that kind of stuff. There's a biker gang where you're doing like of motorcycle yeah. races and you're upgrading your motorcycle. There's a robotics club where you're doing like these grid based, um, kind of like real time robot battles and you're like equipping them and like, putting on new weapons and new parts and crafting new things and all this. And they're even like smaller side ones where it's like, here's a photography club. And you're like having to take these Mm -hmm. pictures and do all this kind of stuff. There's a casino where you're doing like betting. There's a girl's bar, which is like a dating sim. Almost there's like a skater club where you're doing Tony Hawk Mm -hmm. style things. (laughs) I mean, it's like the whole thing. And that's like on top of the, oh, you can also do drone races and like just Mm -hmm. the random other stuff in there. And so it's like, it is those games in general are so robust in the fact that it's like they, there is, it's one of the things that I like, I think is to the, to Yakuza's credit is like, I don't know that everything in Yakuza is something that, any one person is just going to love. Like they're not yep. going to sit there and necessarily love every single side activity. And they're going to go to the Sega arcade and play all the old games and they're going to play Shogi and they're going to do this and they're going to do whatever. Like play golf. I, right. And go to the batting cages. And like, I feel, but I feel like there's so much stuff in it that it's like, you will find some other like, side activity and some other facet of this game. Interesting. You'll mm-hmm. get, if you're not really into like one part of it, you're going to get into another part of it. Yep. Don't worry. Like it's going to be fine. Um, so yeah, the Yakuza games were the big ones on my end. And I think they're like, they just, they just basically throw it all into a pot and they just say, we're have at it. Do it. Yep. Just find do something it. you like. What else you got? Um, I mean, there. I didn't really have too many other ones. I do have like the obvious candidates, in my opinion, of Rocket League, of cars, soccer, and yep. um, customizing like your car. Not that that's like its own genre, but um, then there's also the elephant in the room that is Fortnite, which is like 
the biggest melting pot of them all of battle royale shooter yeah uh base builder um exploration and like um discovery as well throughout and and i mean you can have thanos naruto goku and some blonde dude all in your party um it's just like (laughs) the king of genre mashups um but like there isn't really anything in my opinion more to say on them than is already in like a general like discussion of like yeah it is dominating the gaming sphere it is like its own ip and it's like a monstrous thing at this point um but yeah. it is like the epitome of like genre mashups um yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, those were i think the big ones i had um i don't think too many other things like really came to mind. Like I was going to bring up uh, the Yakuza series, but you already did. So congrats to you, Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did it first. Look at you. Um, but yeah. Is there any others that you had? Yeah. Um, couple more came to mind. Okay. Um, one of, one of the ones which feels like personal to me, but okay. um, did you ever play the movies back in like the early to mid two thousands? No called the movies no <laughs> um it was made by lionhead studios and okay. was basically like a sims game um like <clears throat> it was it wasn't made by the sims people okay. but made by the same people that made fable and okay. stuff you know i mean like um but it was basically a sims game where you ran a movie studio and you were okay. like you know, building sets and doing all the like normal Sims stuff, but you also made and produced movies. Like you went in and it would be like, okay, well, I'm going to, I've hired up all these actors. I'm going to go in and I'm going to make a movie. Okay. And so you would like rig up cameras and you would do all these shots and do all this, like kind of like you would plan these movies. And it was like, there were people who got really into it where it was like, they were doing the like machinima YouTube channels and stuff kind of birthing from this kind of thing, because it was like the, on the one hand, your studio management side where you're managing like, Oh, you know, because it starts in like the twenties. Right. And so it's like, Oh, world war two is happening. People aren't like super into war movies right now. (laughs) You know, that kind of stuff. Um, so you'd have to kind of like navigate what you were putting out and what people were getting into. Um, but then on the other hand, it was its own game basically that you were having to make your movies. You're having to go in and like design these shots and do all these kind of things and like decorate your sets and do all that kind of stuff to actually make the movie. Um, and at the end of the day, like, I don't think it mattered too much. Like it, it was one of those things where it's like, you could probably just put, a couple of random assets in there and nothing makes sense. And it's still like, Oh, it's sold blockbusters. Like it did a great job at the box office and people loved it. And, but it was like, I don't know. It was a really interesting thing to kind of play through. Um, the other thing that came to mind was Valkyria Chronicles. Did you ever play Valkyria Chronicles? No, but I was doing some like light research on this topic when we decided to bring it up uh-huh. and this came up as one of them. And I was like, Oh, I never yep. played those, but I know Chris has, I wonder if he'll, I wonder if he'll bring that up. I, so I've only played the, yeah, I've only played the first one, which, um, the second and third ones, 
I don't know. For the longest time, at least, they weren't localized. Okay. Like they were, um, they were exclusive like PSP games in Japan. I don't know if they ever made it over here. Um, and admittedly, like I, I've been wanting to go back to Valkyria Chronicles because it is so beloved. But I didn't like love it. I played. I don't think I actually finished it, okay. but I played most of all of it and like didn't love it, but it, it is a very like interesting thing because it's effectively kind of a JRPG mm-hmm. and tactical role-playing game. So it has like, you know, it's an anime styled thing and has kind of like your final fantasy tactics or whatever vibes but the actual gameplay of it is more kind of like a real-time third-person shooter in a way okay um because like you know it'll be you'll be on the map and you'll have your character set up and it'll be your turn quote unquote okay and so you'll like select a unit and they'll have like they'll have a specific range that they can move so like different units might be heavier and can't move very far or whatever and so like you're taking that time like you're able to move the amount of like i guess steps technically they're able to move but it's just like free movement you're just kind of like running around doing whatever and so like you're actively trying to oh i'm going to get behind cover i'm going to do this thing i'm going to try and take like um but it plays a lot more like a third person shooter in that way because you are actively having to like aim and shoot like you can't just it's not like you're just picking a target and being like oh i i select him yeah and i'm going to shoot at him it's like no if you're sniping you have to aim down sights and actually like be trying to hit this guy um the difference being like they're not moving they're not actively like trying to fight you it's your turn you're going um but yeah i mean it even in the genre, like even in the, even in the like aesthetic style, it's very interesting because it has this very like hand drawn, like it's an anime, but it also has this kind of like hand drawn map kind of feel to it with some of the artwork. And it also takes place during like world war one, like it's a fictional world war one take. Hmm. So it is very like, you know, um, or maybe it's like world war two. I don't know. Um, but it's, so it's very like old school in that kind of way, but it's very interesting and it's very beloved by a lot of people. Um, and there is a Valkyria Chronicles four, um, yep. that came out like, you know, I think 10 years after the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, if this whole research project has done anything, it has made me want to go back and play, <laughs> play <laughs> games, Yeah, play games that I haven't played in a while because like, I wanted, I, I, maybe it wasn't the right time for me to play Valkyrie Chronicles at the time. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I need to get really into it. Maybe. Who knows? Who, who knows? Uh, one that we already talked about in this episode that should be brought up though is Roller Drum. Um, yeah. You are yeah. skating, you are score chasing, and you are shooting um, in the most diabolical ways. Um, so I would absolutely toss that in just like as a last little like side of like, wait, that's definitely like, big genre mashup it also takes place in like 2030 and it is like the story is panned as like hunger game style like you go and compete kind of a thing your goal is to win and if you die you die kind of a thing 
Okay. And it was like, oh, it takes place in 2030. I'm like, in eight years from now. Yeah, I could see this being a thing. That doesn't really, like, <laughs> you know, this isn't too, like, far out of, like, the realm of possibility yeah. kind of a thing. I'm like, that's disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> that we're all going to be roller skating and shooting at each other. Yeah, well, and performing sick tricks, dude. Oh, yeah. Say fresh. <laughs> Gnarly. Tubular. Oh, don't. I've been watching... I've been watching Stranger Things again, and again. Um, Tubular comes up a lot. Yeah. I well, I totally have tubular. not. I have not watched the newest season uh, um, because I watched. I watched the first three seasons through, but it's been so long, so I wanted to go back and watch them. That's what but it is. just hasn't. It hasn't like timed out to where I have done it yet. So that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> that's what so. I'm doing. Yeah, I did. That's what that's what I'm doing right now. I did watch House of the Dragon last week after I did, too. Um, Very good. Deeply disturbing at times. Um, But yeah, a little more so than what I'm used to with Game of Thrones Um, or that universe. Yeah, Uh, but still, it was very good. Yeah. And maybe we're just I mean, it's been so long since Game of Thrones. Maybe we've just kind of become. Maybe we were desensitized to it and we'll get there again. Who knows? Oh, mm, that one <laughs> scene. I'm just like, this is a little much. A little much. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I told my friends who were like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now what happens because like, it's very disturbing. Like, you know, when the scene comes up, I would skip it. Yeah. And so speaking um, of, I am going to spoil it right now. So anyone's listening, like, oh, I should go watch that. There's like, without getting into like big details, it's a forced spoilers. Well, warning. don't don't uh, don't spoil it in the sense like let me let me let me phrase it in this way because this is what I saw from somebody on Twitter. Okay. Um, that like I think I think is kind of gets the point across without spoiling it completely. Is that like. There is, it's a trigger warning essentially for like a, like violence against a birthing mother is a kind of like way of thinking about it. Like it is, it is not just the act of like, oh, there's a birth scene, but it's the violence Mm -hmm. against a mom who is actively giving birth, like um, in extreme detail. Yeah. Um, so if, if you are not super sure about it, when you get to the point in the episode, when they're like, Hey, she's giving birth, then just be on your guard yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Um, and you'll, you know, um, you'll kind of see why, yeah. but, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm into there being some more, Game of Thrones again, and, and, um, and it feels like Game of Thrones too, like the early stuff. It does, yeah, so. yeah. Um, so I'm excited about it. But yeah, Corey, um, anything else for this week? Nothing else for this week. I, th- I am contemplating picking up um, Xenoblade Chronicles three. I've seen oh, me too so much. I have like over the past <laughs> couple of weeks of like so much good talk about it, where I'm like, do I do that? Do I pick that up? Because every everything I've seen is like you don't have to play one or two. You don't even have to like one or two. Three is it's a beast in of itself that is just amazing. 
Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to pick that up. I also really want to play God, replay God of War before Ragnarok comes out. And so I'm trying to like yeah. figure out, I'm trying to like plan out to November 9th when that game drops. Um, yeah. Turns out I'm busy a lot. Yeah. Then. Yeah. I was going to pick up Xenoblade Chronicles 3 um, whenever, because whenever Saints Row kind of like pooed out, I was like, well, maybe I'll get Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And I was like, well, it's like I have a busy couple of weeks mm-hmm. coming up with like work. And so I was like, oh, and I'm still not done with Cult of the Lamb. I'm, yeah, I'm doing it once I have Cult of the Lamb, but I'm like, I'll yeah. probably be done with that this weekend because I am about halfway through the game to my understanding. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I will probably end up getting it soon before like everything kind of the mm-hmm. floodgates open up. But yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely been a hot topic. So people see. are excited about it. Yeah, they I are. Like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, uh, this week, where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, on the internet go and uh, find me at uh, hash linking thrash on instagram i will be posting a bread picture this weekend i will be making sourdough bread. so if you want to see it go follow and find out well i guess we'll post this love it we'll post this after um so i mean i'll be baking it sunday so if you see it then um within my 24 hour like story post like yeah it'll be there um but go follow me over on twitter at stay thrashy as well um doubtful i'll tweet between now and then but who knows i might um but as always follow us over at uh, arcade underscore cozy to see the latest and greatest in our updates of gaming specifically when i'm posting of beating elden ring um but yeah where can our peeps find you uh mr monroe uh you can find me at swiss funjo on twitter at four point pixel on Instagram and can find us at arcade cozy on Instagram. Um, Corey, might I suggest you make a highlight on Instagram of all of your bread stories that people can just enjoy at their leisure. Just. So here's the thing, Chris, I am younger than you, (laughs) Um, but when it comes, when it comes to a like understanding of technology and apps, I don't know how to do Mm -hmm. that. Um, like make it like I see that people have those and I don't know how you're to, younger than I am. Sure. You have to, you have to know these things. <laughs> I'm not allowed to know more about this kind of stuff than you are. Well, I think that's more of just a statement of like, you know, I have like, I have no clue how to even begin doing that. No, I, uh, no good. My basic understandings of the majority of my apps are when I downloaded them when I was in ninth grade and my brain has refused to like move beyond <laughs> their, like what they've evolved to now. Thankfully, Twitter hasn't really changed much. It's the still same basic function, but Instagram has like, it's its own. It is evolved in ways I my brain never could have predicted and it's just like so far behind. <laughs> I feel like a 60-year-old man when like my wife's explaining something to me or someone else is like, oh I saw this on TikTok. Did you see it? I'm like, no, I don't have TikTok. And I don't state that to be like I'm this person or whatever. It's just I don't care. <laughs> and but I should find a way to make a highlight reel of my bread. Uh, for my own sake, yeah. honestly, just to compare from like yeah. beginning to end. 
Might I suggest going to uh, the Senior Solutions Center and seeing if they have a class on Instagram? Um, I did. That might be helpful. Um, turns out I'm just more confused now. <laughs> <laughs> they they had too much. So I got you. Yeah. I got you. But uh, yeah, Corey. Hopefully, it. hopefully you figure it out. Yeah. If you figure it out, look for look for Corey's Instagram, and he will uh, he'll have some bread. He'll have a lot of bread. Probably like just like one picture of bread across each highlight. Yeah, like a billion times. But look for it. Always with the title. Um, bread. But yeah, Corey. Yeah, always bread. Uh, <laughs> Corey, this has been Arcade Cozy. Yes. I hope you have a wonderful week. You Life is hectic. <laughs> Why should you have <laughs> me speed too? Have a good one, man. Bye bye.